Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, November 5th. S&P futures are extending their gains, so they're up another eight points this morning. Asia was higher pretty much across the board, and Europe is trading uh, flat up small. So the big news out this morning, um, which actually hit last night, so the FT reported for the first time around 6.30 p.m. last night, and the Wall Street Journal um, echoed that report at around 10.30 p.m. last night, essentially saying that this phase one agreement that is coming together between the U.S. and China could wind up being larger than expected. So there have been inklings over the last several weeks that China has been pushing aggressively not only to cancel the December 15th tranche of tariffs, which the market widely expects to occur, but also to remove the existing tariffs that went into place on September 1st. So they're looking to rescind some of the existing tariffs, not only avoid incremental tariffs. Um, And this would obviously represent an upside surprise to the trade agreement. Um, And then, you know, just putting it together with all the other catalysts coming up where you have the avoidance of Eurozone auto tariffs, you're going to have Huawei waivers handed out in the next couple of weeks. You have this larger phase one deal and then potentially um, this USMCA getting passed possibly by Thanksgiving. Um, You know, you are looking at a, a dramatically altered trade landscape where you are going to see probably for the first time in years, you could argue that you're going to actually enter a period where trade tensions are certainly not easing further and possibly I'm further not escalating further and possibly actually easing. Um, and obviously that is going to lift overhangs on growth. It's going to lift overhangs on uh, earnings and then it will also place upside pressure on the multiple. So, you know, it's very tricky. I think in the market at these levels where overbought in the near term valuations are certainly stretched. Um, there really is not a, a, a very elevated wall of worry left to climb, um, you know, following this earnings season, which was better than feared, following central bank easing, following some um, glimmers of hope and growth data. Um, so as far as initiating super large positions at these levels, um, I don't know if that's quite advisable. But if you do see this this phase one come in larger than expected, and those other trade catalysts unfold as anticipated, um, you know, the, those pushing for an 18 times multiple, I think they have an even stronger case to make. Um, and then the big question will be whether or not growth estimates and EPS estimates deserve to be revised higher um, as a result of this altered trade outlook. So you're still looking at around 175 for next year. Um, If you were to see all these trade clouds clear, could that go back up to 177? Possibly, I think it's a stretch to say you're going back up to 180. But even even increasing that just a few dollars will bring your multiple down and that that gives you even more upside in the S&P. So um, you know, kind of a muddled recommendation um, at these levels. Um, you know, I, I, I acknowledge fully that this, fa- you know, if phase one were to occur, as these articles suggest, it certainly is an incremental upside surprise um, that would surpass expectations and provide further upside pressure on the market. Um, and certainly, I think, um, exacerbate this kind of pro-cyclical, pro-value um, rotation that's been underway, um, helping banks, helping cyclicals, et cetera. So that that by far is the big news over out overnight as far as macro news is concerned. There really was not much else. Um, this trade expo kicked off in China. Uh, she spoke at it 
overnight, didn't really say anything incremental, just kind of endorsed free trade principles, something he does, he has said in the past. Um, I you know I don't think that really matters much. The PBOC um, trimmed a one-year lending rate by five basis points. I know some of the headlines this morning are talking about how China cut rates overnight. I, I think that's an accurate way to frame it. Um, you know, if anything, this suggests that they are still being very, very cautious um, as far as easing monetary policy. They're very reticent to kind of unleash the type of 2008 shock and awe monetary stimulus in the current environment. So. Um, you know, it's it's definitely, I think, noteworthy, but not not uh, super incremental. Um, no real important economic numbers out. Uh, a couple of micro headlines. You know, we still have a few earnings earnings reports left, although we are definitely in the end stages of the season. Um, so Marriott, Uber, um, Shake Shack, a couple of life insurers. Those are the big highlights. I have all those written up in the Vital Dawn this morning. Adobe. Um, has a November end quarter, and they had a small upside pre-announcement last night at their analyst meeting. They also provided guidance for fiscal 20, um, which was encouraging. So that stock had a, had a boost overnight. Um, I put out the latest bull versus bear debate for this market yesterday. Um, you know, I put that out before we saw these reports on on this phase one agreement and, and rescinding the September 1st tariffs, but it's still, um, you know, still relevant. It talks about a lot of the various macro themes going on in the market. So that's up on the website this morning. Um, and that is pretty much it for today as far as the calendar is concerned. Um, nothing too important. A couple of economic data. The non-manufacturing ISM at 10 a.m. was going to be you know, something uh, noteworthy. Um, and the manufacturing ISM on Friday can, you know, contained some glimmers of hope. And so, But services is really kind of the heart of the economy. So people will be watching this number a little bit closer. Um, you have a few more earnings left on the calendar. I would say the big ones tonight are going to be... Um, microchip is probably the highlight uh, of the evening. Um, and then you have three gubernatorial elections too, that I think people will be watching just as a gauge for the, uh, political climate ahead of obviously November of next year. Um, the Virginia race in particular, I think is going to be, um, the, probably the most important. Uh, so that is it for today's Vital Dome podcast. Thanks everyone for listening.